Welcome to Sunday Morning at Faith Assembly, featuring the ministry of Senior Pastor Phil Goss. We're glad you've joined us. Now, here's Pastor Goss. We're in a series that we've entitled, Fix Your Thoughts. Fix Your Thoughts. In Philippians chapter um, 4, verse 8, it says, Now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts. Fix them. In other words, keep them focused on or fix them. Change them. Make them better. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right, pure, lovely, admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. And so we've looked at different ways to do that. And this morning what we're going to look at is how you and I are to control our thoughts. Now, you have to take control of your thoughts. Notice what Ephesians chapter 4, verse 21. Since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from Him, Throw off your old sinful nature and your former way of life, which is corrupted by lust and deception. Boy, doesn't that, you know, lust, we want after things. We want this, we want this, we want that. Deception. We think we see clearly. We don't. Instead, let the Spirit renew your thoughts and your attitudes. You know anybody that needs an attitude adjustment? You know, let, let them change, let them fix that change it. So, let's first of all look at what should not control our thoughts. What are the things that we should not allow to be in control? Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verse 13 says, fools base their thoughts on foolish assumptions, so their conclusions will be wicked madness. Wicked madness. So, Let me just give you a list real quickly. Here's what should not control your thoughts. The first one, problems. Problems. To come to that place where we don't allow all the problems of life to control our thinking process because life is full of problems. And when we allow that to be in control, we have a word for that. It's called worry. And we begin to worry about this and this and this. So that shouldn't be in control of what we're thinking. Are the people, well, what's this person going to think? How can I please this one? Why did this person do this? You know, I have a hard time in a relationship with this person. And we try to please people rather than pleasing God. And so we've got to be careful when we allow people to be in our thoughts and be in control of them. Our past. It's always fascinating to me how many people allow their past to be in control of their present. And so we can't let the past just keep dominating our thought process. Our pride, our selfishness, what I want, what I think I deserve, me, 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 our possessions. Well, I want some more of this, and I got to have this, and I need that, and I want this. And you begin to manipulate ways of how I can get that, and the possessions just begin to consume you. Pleasure. I want to have a good time. I want to have fun. I want to enjoy things. I don't want things to be hard. I need a break. And we allow pleasure to control us at times. Or paranoia. This is a big one. Fear. We allow fear to be in our thought process and be in control of what we're doing. And we allow our fears to direct us and to guide us and to consume us. 
And whenever we allow one of these things or several of these things on this list to be in control of what I'm thinking about, when I look at my day and think about what have I thought about and what goes through my mind most often, is it a list of these things? Are these things that are there that are the things at the forefront of everything I'm looking at and what I'm doing? So we've got to come to that place where we don't allow them to be in control. So let me give you a little list of what should control our thoughts. What are the things that should be in control of our thoughts? Now, when I talk about controlling your thoughts, you've got to understand something. You can't stop thoughts from coming into your mind. They're going to be there, aren't they? Why am I thinking about that? Why is that there? Why is this there? So what you have to understand is I can't stop the thoughts from coming in. I can stop them from staying there. That I don't let them, hold it, that thought I don't want, I'm not going to give into it. I'm going to go on to something else. I'm going to think about the right thing. Oh, that thought, why am I thinking that? I don't know, but I'm not going to let that be there, and I'm not going to fixate on it, and I'm not going to allow it to consume me. I'm going to go on to something else. And so when we say control your thoughts, it's, You can't control what comes into your mind, but you can control what stays there. And that's what you have to control. So the first thing, is it a bona fide thought? A bona fide thought. In other words, it's just honest. It's right. There's no intent to deceive. It's, It's bona fide. The text that we gave to you, the Ephesians chapter 4 text says, you know, you think on these things, you fix your thoughts on what's honorable, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, worthy of praise. In other words, positive thoughts towards God, not positive thinking. Again, let me just ride this horse a little bit longer. Not positive thinking, biblical thinking so that I understand this is how God wants me to think. He wants these types of thoughts to stay in my mind. And if my thoughts don't fit into this category, if it's a negative thought, if it's a mean thought, if it's a selfish thought, I'm not going to let it stay there because these things are important. Now, I'm going to talk about it a little bit later, but let me just throw this in here. Positive thoughts allow you to be a person of faith. Negative thoughts take away faith out of your life. Faith is always positive. Faith doesn't say, well, I can't do it. Faith says, I can do all things through Christ. World of difference, isn't there? So, does my thought process line up with the understanding that God wants me to think about things that are right in His sight, that are honorable in His sight. They're honest. They're not deceiving me. I'm not looking at things wrong, bona fide. Second, does it belong to the Holy Spirit? You see, as a Christian, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, lives in you. He takes up residence there. And so you come to that place where you recognize, okay, I have thoughts that come through my mind. Some of those thoughts are out of my selfish nature. Some of those thoughts, the enemy is trying to tempt me and get me to do something wrong. But some of those thoughts are godly thoughts, and I need to wrap my mind around them. 
I need to keep them at the forefront of what's going on. Romans chapter 8, verse 6, letting your sinful nature control your mind leads to death, but letting the Spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. Pastor, I'd really like to have some peace. Jesus says, I've given you this gift. You can have it. Well, I don't have peace because you're not controlling the thoughts that come into your mind. When the Holy Spirit is present, He brings to remembrance things that give you peace, things that help you grow. And so I have to ask myself, does it belong to Him? Now, that means that I need to put some things into my mind so that He has something to draw from. That's why it's important to read Scripture. That's why it's important to look at what is right through God's Word. It's the old line that, you know, you all know, garbage in, garbage out. So I've got to feed my mind on those things that are right and learn to listen to the Holy Spirit. That means I need to learn to recognize His voice. If you're a Christian, the Holy Spirit is always talking to you. He's always there. You just need to recognize His thoughts. And His thoughts are going to line up with the thoughts we looked at before, aren't they? It's going to bring me to a good place, to a right place. But too many times our selfish nature gets in the way. Well, I know what that's saying, but I like this, and I want to do this, and I don't like that, and I can't do that. And, I, and we get in this conflict, don't we? And our thoughts get bent out of shape. And then what happens? Very simple. Whatever you're thinking about, whatever controls your thoughts, controls your actions. So you have to put it into place. Is the Holy Spirit speaking to me? Or is this just my selfish nature? And let's be honest, most of the time, the battle is with our selfish nature, isn't it? It's what I want. It's what I think. It's what I feel. It's the emotions of the moment. It's all of that. Then, does it align with what I should believe? what I should believe. In other words, as a Christian, there is a right way for me to think. And I should believe things that line up with God's Word. And if the thought doesn't line up with the Word of God, then that thought needs to be eliminated out of my mind. Well, that person is just this way, and I don't like them. And Hold it. That doesn't line up with what you should believe, does it? Well, it might not, but they're really that way. Well, they might be. But that doesn't mean you should think about it like that, does it? Okay, not a great response there, but anyway, to come to that place where we recognize, hold it, this is how I should believe. It doesn't matter what other people do. It doesn't matter what's going on around me. This is the things that I should believe according to God's Word. This is what I should believe about people. This is what I should believe about work. This is what I should believe uh, about my environment. Psalm 1.1. All the joys of those who do not follow the advice of the wicked, or stand around with sinners, or join in with mockers. But they delight in the law of the Lord 
meditating or thinking on it day and night. Well, Pastor, if I'm thinking a wrong thought, what, what should I put in this place? And what if I don't know what to think next? Here's a great thing. Why don't you just start quoting Scripture? Why don't you just remind yourself of what God's Word says? Why don't you take a moment and sing one of the courses that we sing? That'll put my mind into place. It doesn't line up with what I should believe. Colossians 2.8. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies and high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking. <laughs> now, there is a lot of that going on in the world today, isn't there? Don't let it capture you. Don't let it ca- cause you to let it be a part of your thought process. Rather, think about the things that come from Christ. World of difference, isn't there? Now, you see, what Christians got to get very good at in the day and time in which we live is hearing all the junk going on and all the clutter going on around us and not allowing it. Well, can you believe they said that? Can you believe this? Can you believe? Come on, quit. It's there. It's not going away. But it doesn't have to influence you, and it doesn't need to control your mind. Let it go. Well, I don't like, let it go. Is it going to help you? No. Well, I hope it helps you focus more on Christ than all the junk going on around us. But to come to that place to understand, well, I hear that. That person sounds knowledgeable. They say they're this, but that doesn't seem to line up with what I believe from God's Word, so I have to reject it. And I will think of this and not let this, well, shouldn't I? No, no, no. I already know. It's not right. Well, but it makes sense. It's not right. Control your thought. Does it align with what I should believe according to God's Word and my life that I want to live honoring God? If it doesn't, I don't need to let it stay. Building on that, will it help my behavior please Christ? Why is this so critical? Let me just repeat myself again. Because what you think ends up dictating what you do. And many times you never planned on doing something, but your mind keeps focusing on this issue and this issue and this issue. And you begin to feed on that. And it begins to multiply and it has a snowball effect. And before long, well, I know I I didn't think I was going to do it, but now this is this. And you end up doing what you don't want, don't do you? And you've got to put yourself in a place where you recognize, is this thought going to help me be the Christian that will honor God? Because every thought you have has the potential to be the behavior that you will have. Will this help me honor God? Romans 13, 12. The night is almost gone. The day of salvation will soon be here. 
So remove your dark deeds like dirty clothes. In other words, take the thoughts out, take the deeds away, put on the shining armor of right living because we belong to the day. We must live decent lives for all to see. Don't participate in the darkness of wild parties, drunkenness, and sexual promiscuity, immoral living, and quarreling, jealousy. Instead, clothe yourself with the presence of the Lord Jesus Christ. Now notice what he says. And don't let yourself think about ways to indulge your evil desires. (laughs) Don't think about ways to do that. You see, we have a carnal nature. We have evil desires, don't we? Those evil desires tend to pull us and guide us to a wrong direction. He says, look, you don't think about ways to indulge that. You get rid of that. You think about the things that are going to please God and honor Him in every area of your life. And so I have to ask myself, you know what? This way that I'm thinking as I'm going down this road and these thoughts that are tending to fill my mind and I'm tending to think about, is this going to help me have the right behavior? If I allow them to stay, will they lead me to a place where I honor God with my actions? And if they don't, why would I keep them? Right? Okay. Then, does it benefit others? Uh, You mean I got to think about others? Yeah, you do. Well, why? Well, because, you know, God says it's kind of important. In fact, He says that you've got to love others more than you love yourself. And that if you love God, you have to love people. Kind of puts it out there, doesn't it? So I have to ask myself, is this thought going to help me act in a behavior that is going to be a blessing to other people? Or is this thought going to make me be resentful of other people? Is this thought going to make me be angry with other people? And you see, if you allow thoughts that, well, this person said this, and this person did that, and this person acted like this to me, and this person, you know, didn't look at me, and this person said something bad to me, and this person did this, and this person did that, before long, you're a person that, well, I don't want anything to do with people. That's, well, you might think initially it's beneficial to the other people. Good, just stay away from them all with that attitude. But see, that's not what Christians do, is it? We have to come to that place where we say, you know what? I want my actions to be a blessing to others. It's not just about me. It's about us. Hebrews 10.24, let us think. There's the thought thing again. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good deeds. Let me think how my life can be such a blessing to people so that they will love God more and do things that honor Him. Not let me manipulate them to do that. Not let me confront them. Let me think of ways that I can truly, honestly be a blessing to them, not try to manipulate them so that they're easier for me to get along with. Philippians 2.1 Is there any encouragement from belonging to Christ? Is there any comfort from His love? Is there any fellowship together in the Spirit? Are you, your hearts, tender and compassionate? 
then make me truly happy by agreeing wholeheartedly with each other, loving one another, working together with one mind and purpose. Don't be selfish. Don't try to impress others. Be humble, thinking of others as better than yourselves. Don't look out only for your own interests, but take an interest in others too. This other thing is really hard because it causes us to have to die to self, doesn't it? Yes, it does, by the way, in case you were questioning that and wondering. It's that place where I have to lay down my life. It's that place where I have to look at life and say, I want to honor God in this life, and the best way I honor God in this life is bless other people with my life. So are the thoughts that are coming into my mind going to lead me down that road that is going to allow me to be an encouragement to other people, where it's going to not put the focus on me, but I can look at others and what I can do for them and how I can help them and how I can bless them. Because if I will bless others, my life will be blessed. There's another thing that you need to ask yourself in your thoughts, and that is this. Am I willing to be corrected? Um, A lot of people think their thoughts are just fine. It's the other people that are really messed up. I hope they're listening. And I have to ask myself, if I say something, am I willing to allow someone to look me in the eye and say, you know what, you've got to quit thinking like that. You're wrong. Am I willing to let that happen and say, you know, thank you, you're right. Instead of getting defensive, instead of saying you don't understand, Instead of trying to make an excuse for, well, you just don't know what I've gone through. You just don't know how bad this is. And see, we don't allow other people to correct us, do we? It's why marriages end up with a lot of fights. It's why people become silent in relationships because, you know, since saying something, they're not going to listen to me. Right? Okay. Proverbs 12, 15. Fools think their own way is right, but the wise listen to others. You're a parent, and if you've had a teenager in your home, you understand this. You've tried to help them change how they're thinking about things. You've been there. You've gone through that. You see things up ahead they don't see. But when you try to help them, you might as well be speaking to a doorknob because they're not going to hear it because they think they know better, don't they? And when you think you know better, that's called pride, and pride brings destruction. Proverbs 13.10, pride leads to conflict. Those who take advice are wise. Pride says, I'm okay. I'll be this way. Yeah, you're right, but I don't have to listen to that. 
Proverbs 13, 13, people who despise advice are asking for trouble. Those who respect a command will succeed. Why is it we don't like it when people correct us? Here's why. Because it means we're confronted with something. Either we stay the way we are and ignore what they're saying even though they're right, or we make a change in the way we're thinking about something, don't we? And most people don't make the change of their thoughts. Well, I know more than them. You might, but they're probably right in what they're saying. Well, I don't want to have to change. I'm okay. You just don't get it. Okay. And therefore, we don't grow and we don't improve because we're not allowing anybody else to help correct us so that we can be better. I'm fine the way I am. Oh, really? Try telling that to God. And so you and I have to look at ourselves. Have I so encapsulated my mind that I am unwilling to listen to others? Thus, we have a problem with people being able to have a civil conversation about something... Got to use my words carefully here. S- about something like politics that we can't even talk to people because I'm right and you're wrong. And what happens when that takes place? Can you spell the word conflict? And we shut everything down, don't we? And so I have to ask myself, is my mind open enough to learn from others and to allow them to speak into my life so that I can be a better person? Now that means I've got to listen to the Holy Spirit because sometimes some people are going to say some things to me I just need to let in and then immediately let out. And the Holy Spirit will help you know what's right. Listen to Him. Let Him help you. Well, I'll listen to Him, but they've got to talk to me with a nicer attitude. Now, if you ever think that or say that, they're not the one with the attitude problem. You are. And so will I be open to that? Will I listen to that? Last one. Does it build my faith? Does it build my faith? Hebrews 11.6 tells us a very simple statement that you and I need to grab a hold of. It is impossible to please God. What's the word? Impossible. Without faith. Anyone who wants to come to Him must believe that God exists and that He rewards those who sincerely seek Him. Now, here's one of our greatest problems. We want to understand it all. Well, I just don't understand how God could do this, this, and this. I I, got to understand that. No, you don't. You've got to walk by faith. And see, I want to guarantee that this is right. And if it doesn't make sense to me, or I can't explain it, or it's not logical in a way that I'm made up, 
then I just can't grab a hold of it. Well, when it's more clear, when I have a better understanding, you know, in your walk with God, you will never understand it all. There will always be an element of faith. What's faith? Let me give you a very simple definition of it. I don't understand it, but I still believe it. That's faith. I don't, I'm not certain of it, but I'm still going to do it because it's right. The Bible says I have to forgive people. I don't understand that. What if I forgive and this happens? What if I forgive and this takes place? You don't know what they did to me. Faith says, look, you're not worried about the results. You're just worried about the obedience. Do you trust God enough to do what He wants you to do by faith? And you and I have to understand you will never please God unless you walk by faith. It's one of the principal reasons a lot of people don't come to Christ. They want it all laid out for them. They want to understand it all. They want it all to be logical. And they want it all to fit inside their little bitty tiny brain. And there's an element of the gospel that's always questions. I don't understand this. I don't get this. I don't either. But I believe it anyway. So I have to look at myself and say, look, as much as my mind is there and how I want to make decisions and do things, you know, I'll be as rational as I can and I'll put my mind to use as best I can, but there will always be an element where faith has to be involved and I make decisions based on that. And that's hard, isn't it? It's difficult. So the question this morning is a very simple one. How are you controlling the thoughts that are in your life today? Are you letting some thoughts be there? By being there, I'm saying they come in almost daily at some point in time, or they come in often here and there. Are you letting them have a grip on you and you know they're not right, but you still allow them to affect your emotions, to affect your actions? As a Christian, you know, I need to change this. I need to control this. God will help me. He's shown me how to think, what I should think about. I need to do it. So what is there today in your life that you need to get a handle on and you need to control? And maybe you're listening and you're not a Christian and maybe it's the element of you want to understand it all and you can't. And yet right now as you're listening, you're sensing something going on within you that knows God's there. He's drawing you. He's calling you. And you need to accept that without full understanding, but by faith, knowing that God will be faithful. You need to give your life to Him. So would you take a moment just right where you are, whatever you're dealing with, God, here I am. I see this in my life. Will you help me? Will you help me? Lord, today we recognize how wonderfully you've made us and created us.
and how you've given us a free will and then how we have to make choices. And those choices are birthed in our thoughts that we can control. And you tell us what should be in control. The enemy, our selfish nature, is doing everything it can to distract us and destroy us. So Lord, right now, for the one who's there who's had some thoughts and they thinking they got life by the way that they want it to be and they've controlled things and they're in control of everything, but they realize something's missing. Would you help them by faith to receive you and what you've done for them? Give their life to you. Lord, there's Christians here today who have allowed some thoughts into their mind on a too often basis that don't please you, that are hurting them, controlling them. So Lord, would you help them to take control of that, to not allow that thought to stay? but rather to think of the things to fix our thoughts on. Thank you, Lord, today for the life that you offer to us if we will follow your ways. Help us to be obedient to you, to live a life, to have a mind that will honor you in every way. In thy name we pray. Amen. Man. Thank you for joining us for today's service. If you would like to talk with someone about what you've heard, please visit our website at faith.ag or call us at 239-543-2700. If you're in the Fort Myers area and don't already have a church home, you're invited to join us for Sunday morning at 815 and 1045 a.m. Faith Assembly is located at 7101 Bayshore Road. Join us again next week for Sunday Morning. Faith Assembly Sunday Morning is a production of Faith Assembly Media Tech, North Fort Myers, Florida.